Welcome to the 26 West Church Sunday Gathering Podcast. Our prayer is that this teaching helps you experience life in Jesus. Uh, So, so, so good. Welcome, everybody. What a fun Sunday, huh? Yes, Uh, it is uh, really good. Uh, My name is Jose. For those of you who've come to uh, join in the celebration of whether it's a baby being dedicated or a baptism or for whatever reason you're just here for the summer, you pick the right time of year, don't come in December. It's just lame. It's totally lame. But we're glad you're here now. Uh, For those of you watching online, welcome. This is a real celebration, uh, not because of the events, but actually because uh, we're remembering that God is the one who chases us down. That song is, uh, is very helpful and it's very true. His goodness is running after who? Uh, it's, after, it's running after us. It's running after me. And maybe that's new for you. Maybe your uh, perception of what it means to follow Jesus is if you climb, you climb, you climb, you do, you do, you do, you avoid, avoid, avoid. And then maybe if you're lucky at the end of, of the day, if, you're, if your good outweighs your bad, if your hope outweighs your despair, then maybe God's love will be found in you. That is absolutely not true. It's depressing, and you should avoid that kind of thinking. But rather, we believe that even when we're not looking for God, God's the one chasing after us, and it's seen in Jesus, and now we're just trying to listen to Jesus and follow after his way, and so we're here to celebrate all sorts of things. I, I want to give a, a congratulations to to Timothy right there in the front and Chase and, and Arthur for taking those steps to say, I don't just like Jesus, I belong to him. <laughs> I don't think he's just good, I believe that he's God. We ought to, we ought to remember that. And for the Abel's family and the Wilsons, I just when I think about Stephanie, they've been here for 10 years. I think she's been holding a child the entire time. 10 years of child holding. I was dead serious. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen you worship without a child in the belly or in the arms. We celebrate this, that in all the stages of our life, we belong to Jesus. And our hope uh, this morning for you is if you've not yet uh, seen the love of God in your life, that you'll experience the love of God, you receive the love of God, that you wouldn't push away the love of God. And it's why, friends, we're doing uh, kids camp. It's because there's signs of life everywhere. And, and uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, this is the second year, and we pray that God will give us the grace to do it every year because we think there's nothing greater in the world than people spending hours to create an original set here. This is not like just bought on uh, Amazon and showed up yesterday. This is like painted with utter detail. And this entire building will be decked out every space, creating an environment not to wow kids like Nick Jr. and like, what a great party we could throw, but rather to say like, they are worth every investment of energy so that they can think laser focused about the love of God and Jesus. And so for those of you who've given like financially to make this happen and given all of your energy, Kate Jones helped put together an artistic team that the stuff's in the back, they're gonna pull it out. If you wanna help out at one one o'clock today, you can just show up and you could be useful to help do the final touches. But tomorrow morning, there's gonna be a bunch of kids here who deserve this because they're created in the image of God and there's nothing greater than telling someone at a young age that Jesus loves them. So what I thought we would do in light of the celebration, in light of this week of emphasis on 
faith that's like a child, of introducing children to what it means to know the living God, I thought we would go to a really hard saying of Jesus that at first reading, if you have a Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 10. If you have a Bible, go to the end of Matthew chapter 10. We're gonna read uh, from verses 37 to the end. When you read this, it's gonna be slightly upsetting. So let's just read it, get mad at Jesus. Don't get mad at me. The words of Jesus to his disciples. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. That sounds brutal. And then he says, whoever finds their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. And then he goes on. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. Anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. Whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person receives a righteous person's reward. If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, who's my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. Have you ever just heard of something from Jesus and said, what? If you love mother and father more than me, you're not, you don't get it. You don't understand what it means to be a disciple. If you love son or daughter who come from you, who have your name, have your DNA, who look like you, smell like you, eat like you, are annoying like, and whatever, like you, whatever, like you. If, if you love them more than me, you're not, whoever doesn't pick up their cross, when you read these statements from Jesus, sometimes if you read them without reading everything around it, you will misunderstand Jesus. And so let me just give you the reality check. Jesus is not saying hate your mom and dad. Jesus is not saying ignore or belittle or be unkind to son and daughter. He's not saying that at all. But what he is saying really matters. And what we want to do is introduce young and old, everyone who's willing to listen, to some things that Jesus says that are life-changing if we'll actually take them to heart. Three reminders I want to give you this morning as we look at, as we look at in light of kids' camp and baptism and dedicating kids to know and follow Jesus. Three things I don't want you to forget. And then we're gonna pick up next week after kids camp and start a, a, a study in the letter to the church at Colossae. And, and we're gonna see in this letter what it means for Jesus to really be the Lord and leader over everything. Write them down. We'll, we'll keep it real simple because we're gonna end with a dance party, literally. Literally, right after my words, we are gonna have a full-on dance party that the kids are gonna come in and be a part of. You're gonna learn dance moves. I don't have dance moves. I avoid dance moves. I got no skills. But after the Bible, you're gonna dance till you drop. <laughs> some of you are like, yeah, exactly. Some are like, yeah, and some of you are like, nay. And now I know when to peace out. All right. Uh, I'm not kidding about the dance moves, by the way. You're gonna do that afterwards. First thing we wanna remember is who we follow or who you follow really, really matters. I'm gonna read it again, verse 37. Anyone who loves father, mother more than me is not worthy of me. Son, daughter more than me is not worthy 
of me. What is Jesus talking about? Life is about relationships. Life at its essence is not about the career path that you take. Careers are great. They come and go. It's not about the things you study and learn. Knowledge comes. Hit 50, you forget it all. Or, or 60 or whatever you are. You, you, the knowledge comes and goes. Uh, experiences, now they're like photos and videos. They come and go. A meal is great. It comes and goes. What is life about? The center of life, I think we all would agree, is the people that you're connected with. And when there's healthy, good relationships, it makes all the difference in the world. Look, I've been dirt poor. We grew up, my father was let go in a downturn like we've experienced 2008, like it feels like we're on the verge of now. Like he was let go for nothing he had done other than the company was like, we're gonna save money and you're gone. And it was like that, we lost everything. We lost everything, we had nothing. And you know what? There was so much joy in our home even though we didn't have much to eat. You could be poor and with little materially and be rich because we were rich in relationships, a mom and dad who actually care about one another, who love one another, brothers and sisters who fight <laughs> to no end. But, but we loved each other. We just liked to wrestle. Like I grew up in the early days of, of wrestling, like fake wrestling, not like the, like the high school good stuff, but like fake wrestling, and so we would just jump off the couch and do the wrestling moves on each other. We, we, we survived, um, but we love each other, and we're still in deep relationship. Life, friends, is about relationships. It's what makes it worth living. And so you can find the richest person, most successful person, most influential person, utterly depressed if they don't have the deep love of other people in their life. This is how God wired us. No, Jesus, knowing how he wired us because he's the creator, says the relationships that you have all matter. Your mother and father, the Bible says, honor them, respect them, revere them, care for them, love for them. Later in the Bible, it says when your parents are older, the most godly thing you could do is take care of them, finance them, love them to the end of their life. Family matters Relationships matter, but what Jesus is saying unequivocally when it comes to life with God, that he matters the most. And if you wanna get life in order, it is my relationship with God that is primary. And when my relationship with Jesus is primary, when my allegiance to Jesus is primary, when I see him as my creator and not just a nice guy with good things to say, when I see him as the one who loves me the most deeply, when I see Jesus for who he is, then I'm gonna put my primary allegiance to him above all things. So Jesus hints at the deepest relationships, mother and father, son and daughter. You don't get closer. And, and Jesus is, is going on the assumption that his disciples know, and in their culture, to dishonor your parents was the biggest sin. You would, be, you would be an embarrassment to the community if you dishonored mom and dad. And Jesus says in the middle of that kind of mindset, for us, we, we just, we throw off relationships. We don't value people who are older. We think that young is great, which is a lie. Young is young. That's all it is. Wisdom is great. Now, you could be young and wise, you could be old and wise, you could be old and a fool, you could be young and foolish. But Jesus says to people who understand the, 
importance of relationships, that allegiance to him ought to be primary. So he gives these two analogies. If you, if you primarily live under the leadership of mom and dad above him, then, then you don't know what it means to live in the kingdom of God. Yet, the implication is going to be, so I don't want to confuse you, that you can live in a right, right relationship with Jesus where allegiance to him is primary and honor mother and father and love son and daughter and love friends and love your neighbor as yourself. But the order matters. And I think for some of us, you've been frustrated with your faith and it's because Jesus is nice. Jesus is good, Jesus is kind, Jesus offers advice. And all those things are true, but you've not yet given your allegiance to him where you say, whatever, whatever you want of me, that is what I desire. And if it's good, I receive it. If it's hard, I receive it. And so Jesus says, if you want to really, really, really follow me, he continues in verse 38, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. So whoever finds their life on their own terms is going to actually in the end lose it. Whoever loses their life. In other words, whoever says, my allegiance is to Jesus and his life is now my life, I'm gonna go his way. Ah, that person will find it. And so Jesus makes a connection that we need to make. And the connection to the cross is the one that we don't understand. Because for us, a cross is a symbol. A cross is jewelry. A cross is on a church or a cross is in a video but everyone hearing Jesus say this for the first time knew what he was talking about. Because the Romans who led uh, the land that Jesus lived in had a brutal form of punishment. And so they would have seen from the time they were young to the time they pass away, a small group of Roman soldiers carrying someone from their neighborhood, taking them on a one-way journey to their execution. And in order to humiliate people, what the Romans would do is they would make you carry the beam. So up on the hill, there is a beam in the ground. But they would make you carry your cross beam on your back up the hill, humiliating you, saying, your life is over. For whatever crime, for whatever reason, it was brutal. And so Jesus picks up on what seems to be a horrific metaphor. Because for them, this was like their friend or their neighbor or the one they went to school with or the one that they worked for, if they were convicted, they were taken to a place they did not want to go. One-way ticket and it's over and they hung and they're gone. And so Jesus picks up on the one-way nature of it. I want you to hear this. When we actually decide to follow Jesus, it is a one-way ticket. It is a one-way transfer. What we're saying is the life that I used to live before following Jesus Christ is now gone. And now that I've received the love of God, the mercy of God, the forgiveness of God, the goodness of God, when I've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit and God's presence with me wherever I go, when I've been given the ability to understand the word of God, when I begin to see God's thoughts and actions for my life, when I, when I go his way, his, his 
picture of the cross is I am not turning back because when someone carried their cross, that was it. Their life was gone. Now, Jesus is not necessarily saying, if you follow him, you're going to suffer a wrongful death in his name, although for some, that's the case. When Jesus says this to his 12 disciples that we call the apostles, most of them would actually live out the literal nature of his words. They would, after his resurrection, in going to tell people the love of God and Jesus and sharing their faith publicly, uh, most of them would be brought to the end of their day. And, and they lived into that because for them, it was a one-way ticket. When they decided to follow Jesus and become his disciple, it was not temporary. It was not when it works best for them. It was not when it's convenient. It, it was not when it fits their schedule. It was not when, when it was something that made sense and was helpful for their temporary well-being. And friend, if we see faith that way, if faith for you is just a pick-me-up, like a shot of espresso, then you will be severely disappointed because Jesus says that's not the picture of the love of God sent in his son. The picture is God demonstrated his love like this. When you and I were still sinful and rebellious, Christ died for us. He really stood in our place. And out of love, he really paid the price for our, our sin, our rebellion, our wickedness. He takes it on the tree. Jesus gave his life fully. How much of his life did he give? All of it. And he breathed his last and said, into your hands, God, I commit my spirit. And it was finished, and Jesus died, and he rose again. So the depth of God's love, you, you have to understand, the depths of God, God's love for you is massive. He went on the rescue mission for you and for me. And so the reason I'm bringing this up, you're like, Jose, I thought we were gonna have a dance party. Why are you so intense? Because we need to understand the gift of God in Jesus and actually live in light of it. So Jesus says, sometimes you are gonna have to make a choice. If you're my follower, you're gonna have to choose allegiance to me over your other important allegiances. I was at a little getaway just for like 36 hours with some friends here in the church and we were sharing each other's stories and one lady shared a story. I won't mention her name because I didn't ask her permission, but she's seated somewhere in this room. I'll point to it later so you can figure out who it is. <laughs> I actually won't do that. But she said when she graduated from college, her parents were following Jesus, but in prayer felt committed to, to go not just the route of her degree, which I'm, I'm assuming parents helped pay for, but to actually work for a Christian organization and do Jesus work on a campus. And went back and said, Mom, Dad, this is what I think God is telling me to do. And they're like, no. No. And you know what she said? I decided to do it anyway. Now, this is an adult child, a young adult child, who's having to say, Jesus is calling me to do this Jesus-like thing that's gonna be sacrificial. I'm gonna have to raise support rather than get a job. I, I'm gonna have to go where the organization sends me. I'm gonna have to do what the organization tells me to do. And what she also said was, the thing I signed up for that I wanted to do, they said, no, we're not gonna have you do this. We're gonna have you do that. And then she had to decide, well, that's no longer convenient. That's not what I wanna do. Am I gonna obey 
godly leaders or am I gonna do my own thing? And she says, I, I'm, I'm gonna obey godly leaders and I'm gonna do what Jesus calls me to do. That's what counting the cost is. Another uh, young guy said the same thing. It was interesting. I'm in the same room hearing the same thing. He gets out of uh, college and non-Jesus following parents, uh, he says, I, I, I think for a short period of time I'm supposed to help this other different Jesus-centered organization to share Jesus with people. And, and they're like, no, you're not gonna do that. And he had to stand up to mom and dad and say, look, Jesus is calling me to do this. And, and here's the crazy thing. Years later, I happen to know these people, sorry for being vague, but I didn't ask their permission. So if I've ever been telling you a story, I'm gonna ask you permission beforehand. I should have been smart so I could say their names. But, but the, they had to make the decision early in their Jesus life, early in their post-college or studies life, that if following Jesus is all in, then I need to be all in. And sometimes if someone, whether they follow Jesus or they don't follow Jesus, contradicts what Jesus is saying, I'm gonna have to count the cost and make mom and dad upset, maybe. Because I belong to who? I belong to Jesus. Who you follow really matters. So here's the invitation today. It's the invitation to think about who you're really following. Where's your money going? Who are you really following? If we follow your money trail, we know where your heart is. Heart and resources are connected. So if, if your resources, the, the stuff that you didn't earn, God gave you the ability to work. If they belong to Jesus, are, are the resources that God's given you in alignment with his heart for your life? Well, allegiance to Jesus means taking the way of the cross one way, allegiance to him in all things. What about relationships? Are, are your relationships in alignment with Jesus? I can't tell you how many times I am hearing from Jesus' people Yes, I love and follow Jesus, but when it comes to his ethic for how I handle my human relationships, I get to do what I want. I'm the exception to the rule. To which I say, read Matthew 10. If you follow Jesus, then your invitation is to have all of your relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, brother, sister, neighbor, roommate, whatever, they're to be in alignment with Jesus' heart. We're to love God with everything and love our neighbor as ourselves. But we're to live lives that are in alignment with Jesus. And you say, man, that sounds tough. Yeah, Jesus said, if you don't get it, then you're never gonna live worthy of me. Because he's the king of the universe. He's not just a nice guy. He's not gentle, Jesus. He's the king. And so we, in moments like this, celebrate. We now belong to Jesus, so God's life can be lived in us. Second thing I, I want us to see, and it's connected, is what we live for really matters. Jesus said, verse 39, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for my sake is going to find it. The verb rendered lose there is destroy. Whoever finds their life on their own terms will destroy it. But whoever destroys the version that they, of their life before following Jesus and says no to that one-way ticket, I carry my cross, 
they're going to find it. In, in other words, Jesus, and this is connected, who you follow matters, and what you live for really matters. And so the invitation is when we see people, young lives being dedicated to God. We don't know what the future are for the Abel's children or the Wilson's children. They have their own prayers for their kids, and God has his desires for their kids, and we have these, these dreams for these kids. But here's what we know, is day by day, they're going to be given the ability, just like we are, to make choices. And with choices come consequences. You want to see your future? I just need to look at your choices today. Your choice today is going to lead you into your future. Your future is not just going to drop into your lap. You, in choosing day by day to spend time with God, Day by day, moment by moment, to open the Bible and say, God, I don't know how to live. Will you teach me? Day by day to stay connected with Jesus' people because I don't grow in Jesus by myself. Jesus spoke to not the disciple. He spoke to the disciples. And he said, you're a family. You're a body. And you're going to be used by me, says Jesus. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. And together, you're going to all build each other up. The, do, the daily choices you and I make now are going to lead us in our direction. And so God reminds us this morning, who, who, who are we following? We're to serve him first. Well, what am I to do? Well, what we live for really matters. And so, so especially young people, it's harder and harder in our culture that is saying you are the center to make Jesus the center. Because the, the volume, I, I will confess, when I was growing up, the volume of that wasn't as loud. But right now, it is screamingly loud. The best life is the life that you design. So, so whatever you determine is reality is now real. And that sounds sweet, and it sounds good, until you realize that, have you ever seen a kid in a candy store without a mom and dad? And maybe you're into savory, but I, I got a sweet tooth. You unleash me as a five-year-old in the candy store, and I will eat junk until I puke. And then I'll pick up more and do again. How can a people that are not perfect and in alignment with the creator create their own future that's as good as God's? And so the choices that we make, who we live for, really matters. And so all I'm saying to you, Jesus-loving person, is you're invited. You have decisions to make because you and I now get to step into God's future. And some Jesus-loving people step into Jesus' future beautifully and smoothly and, and see God at work in their life. Others struggle and stumble along. I would just say, wherever you're at in the process or in the, in the scheme of things, don't let the past dictate the future. Look, you've been saying you've been following Jesus, but your day-by-day living isn't in alignment with him, then the invitation today is to say, Lord, thank you for the reminder. I receive it as good news. Today, Holy Spirit of God, enable me to live for you. And, and so this isn't a guilt trip about like, oh, well, I sinned this week. Well, you breathed too, because both are true. We all stumble, we all sin, we all rebel in big and small ways, we do things we shouldn't do, we avoid good things that God laid out, and we avoid doing them. Yeah, of course we do that. But I'm talking about the trajectory of your life. All of us know the trajectory of our lives. Is the trajectory 
Jesus-centered? Are you really wanting, like, God, I don't know what you have for me. How many days will you have? You don't know. I don't, I don't know. Man, I heard, I was at this little getaway, and someone shared that their father um, suddenly had a heart attack at 50, and uh, this young lady was in tears about this, and this happened years ago. And I was in tears about it, selfishly, because I'm 50. So it struck, I, I was caught up in the emotion of her remembering her father's quick passing. But I was also like, self-preservation, whoa. And her father was a pastor of a church. And I'm like, Lord, are you saying something here? And it was a good reminder. I, I don't know, but... That weekend, like, Lord, I want to be useful. Today, I want to be useful. And that's just the invitation. This is like the ordinary Christian life. This isn't like just meant for 10 people. The ordinary Christian life is, Jesus, my allegiance is to you. Who you follow matters. Jesus, day by day, what I live for, I remember, really matters. So, yes, Jesus rescues you and gives you eternal life. But look, if your understanding of eternal life is love Jesus for a moment, get baptized, see him in heaven, and do what you want in between, Jesus says, and I hate to quote Jesus, but I will, it's church. You're not worthy of me. You don't get it. You don't understand, but you can, and that's, that's the good news. You can understand. You could live under his leadership. And then finally, I'll reread the verses 40 uh, through 42. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. Anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet gets a prophet's, uh, because they're a prophet, gets a prophet's reward. Whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person receives a righteous person's reward. Anyone who gives a cup of cold water to the one who, of these little ones is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. Third thing I want us to remember is why we follow matters. So who you and I follow is gonna make all the difference in your life now and in the age to come. What we do with our life matters because whatever a person sows, that will they reap. Those who sow to the sinful nature will reap destruction. Those who sow to God's leading of the Holy Spirit are gonna what? Get life. The best life is the Jesus-centered life, and I am not saying this doesn't equal struggle, that's why Jesus uses that brutal metaphor. If you don't learn to carry your beam and realize this was a one-way ticket where that life is now gone, then you're not gonna understand life in the kingdom of God, why we follow matters. Here's the good news, God is faithful. God is faithful. If we're not faithful, God remains faithful. So don't leave here with a guilt trip. God has been faithful to you, and he's been faithful enough to get you in a room where Jesus is mentioned to remind you of his love and his call on your life and his desire to live through you. But you say, well, wh why? Jose, it sounds like you're saying you should do this because, like, it's scary. No, 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 no. Jesus gives us the motivation at the end, and it's reward. Notice, with all of the little analogies, if someone receives a prophet because they're a prophet, and a prophet was seen as a, a, a person from God. If someone re receives them as, oh, I, I recognize you're a person from God, come and stay. Man, there's reward. They recognize 
that God is speaking and God speaks to his people, there's a reward from that. And if there's just a good person, a righteous person, you say, man, come, I welcome you because you're living for God and you honor them, there's like a reward for that. And then Jesus gets really nitty gritty. Look, my disciples are everywhere. And if you were to give, and he goes with the most humble example, if you even just gave a cup of drinking water, which Oregon and Portland in particular has some of the best drinking water in the world, and the people said, Amen. We don't need bottled water here. What are you doing drinking bottled water? Open your tap. It's delicious. But if you were to give that in my name, you just served someone just because they matter. You just gave a little of what you had just because they matter. You just painted a little set. Why? Because you know how to paint, and not everyone could do this, which not everyone can do this. You just learned to dance and did some dance moves to the kids. You're going to do a dance party. And, and you just did, did you dance. Why? Because it's fun and the kids are going to love it and the songs are about Jesus. Uh, if you just do that in my name, if you just check kids in, why? Because you don't feel adequate to do anything else or the other roles were taken. You just said, welcome, come on in. And smiled in my name. If you did, there is reward. Jesus is saying, the storyline of the Bible is God creates and sin destroys and God rescues, and the way he does it is through his people. And whenever his people, you and me, when we say, you know what, I want to put you as primary. I really do. And Lord, I want to live for you, even with my stumblings. Pick me up, Lord. His grace is new every morning. God's faithfulness is new every morning. Yesterday was horrible, wonderful, you got today. His mercies are new for you. His grace is there for you. But, it, but you gotta choose to say, I'm actually not gonna pretend that I can outwit God. You can't outwit God. But you can say, as much as I know how, as much as I can, in my seven-year-old way, in my 70 year old way, I really wanna live for you, Jesus. You know what Jesus says is, my life is about rewards. And so it almost sounds counterintuitive. He goes from cross, which is a symbol of death and suffering. No, he's saying the cross is the one-way ticket where you are in allegiance to me. When you're in allegiance to me, you go my way, there is a reward. So we want young people to know the greatest thing they could do is follow Jesus now. Because there are many versions of life. There's your version of your life. There's your parents' version of your life. There's your friend's version of your life. And then there's God's version and vision for your life. Go with God. Whatever God wants is the best. And when we remind young people and slightly older people that God's way is the best way, then Jesus says, anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. And so friends, you need to know this. As Jesus' people, we're his representatives. And how are people gonna know who Jesus is if not through us? And how are kids gonna know how good Jesus is like until we're just on display, living like Jesus' people, imperfect but committed? Don't have it all together, but showing what it means to receive and give grace to one another and to ourselves. And, and here's the cool part. There is reward. So you give a snack at kids' camp. You show up at one o'clock and help set it up. You're here on Friday to help tear it down. There's reward. The, the Jesus life is a life filled with reward. Now, what's the reward? Sometimes it's things. Yes. If you give, 
putting Jesus primary in the resources he's given you. Jesus says he will bless you, and that's not a misquote. And his blessing is above. He wants to give good gifts to those who are in alignment with him. If you sacrifice, and whatever that means for you, because you realize Jesus' way is better, so I won't do that, so I'm enabled to do this, then Jesus' way is better. If you give of yourself, you say, like, I don't have anything to give, but I can serve as God opens the doors, there is reward, 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 reward. The Jesus life is filled with reward. And you know what the reward is? God. God's the reward, not the stuff, not the experiences, not the accolades. It's that your life counted for what God wanted to do in 2023. What if I told you that you could be a part of what God, God wants to do on the earth right now? Wouldn't you jump at it? Well, that's exactly what Jesus says following him is about. So whether you see it or know it or anyone recognizes it, here's what Jesus says. God sees. No cup of cold water given in his name out of love to the person no one sees goes without reward. I want to live for God's reward. And it's good with trouble, which is another message for another day. Reward does not mean a perfect, trouble-free life. No, because Jesus told those disciples, you're actually gonna follow me in the way of the cross. But for most, that will not be our end story. But the story could be the struggle with Jesus, the struggle following Jesus, the struggle trying to stay in close proximity to Jesus' work and reward. And Jesus wants you to know who you follow first matters and what you do with your life really matters and why you follow matters. So this isn't all hard stuff. There is blessing and follow Jesus. And so here's what we're gonna do. Um, what is Jesus right now pulling you into? I don't, I don't know. If, if you're not yet following him or you actually literally thought you were, but now it's clearer, it's real simple. The reward is to say, Jesus, here I am. I receive whatever you have for me, forgiveness. Lord, you know what I need. I receive. I'm, I'm gonna actually follow you. If you're already a Jesus follower, but yet the Holy Spirit of God has pointed out, and he's usually really good to pinpoint things, small things, it's usually small things, that are out of alignment, then that's good news. Lord, I, I surrender that. I, I pick up the beam. I surrender that. Your way is better. I didn't know it was your way. Now I know it's your way. Your way is better. Or, or it could be that this morning, God just wants to remind you, you are so on track. Well done. And I, I just want to more abundantly bless you than you think you deserve. But I'm God and I'm just generous. And, and well done. Whatever it is or a combo of those things, just respond to it. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Sunday Gathering podcast. To learn more about 26 West Church, please visit our website at 26westchurch.org.